You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth Radio. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to go back to the land of pregnancy. I have about four or five episodes back in the years of 2017 and 2018, and a little of 2019 discussing topics related to pregnancy. If you go back to around episode 45 or 50, we have 11 reasons to not to choose, that's a double negative, not to choose elective C-sections. We have episodes on contraceptives, why you should avoid the IUD, why you should avoid hormonal contraceptives. Uh, We have an episode on vaginal (laughs) probiotics. That's around episode 100. Should you be using vaginal probiotics? Today is going to be kind of a combo of pregnancy and men's health. Men's health, because we we care about the men too, ladies. We care about the men. So let's get to it. Father stress during pregnancy leads to child behavioral problems, study finds. Fathers who are stressed during pregnancy are more likely to have children with emotional and behavioral problems, a new study has found. Infants tended to show increased spitefulness. Wow, like Damien from the old Omen movies. And restlessness, as well as having more temper tantrums than those whose father's well-being had been healthy before birth. Mm. Previous research has shown links between mothers with prenatal mental health problems and behavioral problems in their children. However, the new study led by the University of Cambridge in England is the first to involve both mothers and fathers and track the development of the child over two years. Its authors say the results reveal the unique impact of mental health problems during pregnancy. Tea break. A tea break. Gregory, you just started. I like my cold green tea in the summer. They have already shared their findings with the NCT, which is the National Childbirth Trust, the UK's largest parenting charity. Professor Claire Hughes, who led the research, said, quote, For too long, the experiences of first-time dads has either been sidelined or treated in isolation from that of mums. Yeah, because we really don't care about men. This needs to change because difficulties in children's early relationships with both mothers and fathers can have long-term effects. Our findings highlight the need for earlier and more effective support for couples to prepare them for the transition to parenthood. The researchers also found that two-year-olds were more likely to exhibit emotional problems, including being worried, unhappy, and tearful, as well as scaring easily or being clingy in new situations if their parents had been having early postnatal relationship problems right after the birth. Fascinating. These range from a general lack of happiness in the relationship to rows and other kinds of conflicts. I don't know what rows are. Maybe that's a British term. 
Although genetic factors may partly explain the link between prenatal paternal well-being and children's emotional and behavioral development, they cannot fully account for the correlation. The author said it could be explained by intrauterine transmission of maternal physiological stress in mothers living with partners who are unhappy or anxious, even if they are not unhappy or anxious themselves. Interesting. So we know, you know, we know the the baby's connected to the mother through the the placenta, right? So whatever hormones she's feeling or, or whatever, you know, emotions she's feeling, her hormones are going to cascade and then the baby's going to be affected by that. Just like we know with teratogens or chemicals that cause birth defects, you know, if the woman is is exposed to, let's say she has plutonium injected into her like we used to do in the 1920s go look that up the government used to do uh, studies to see like what would the effect of shooting up a pregnant woman with plutonium do to the baby yeah or when they used to give thalidomide back in the 1950s for nausea and that's what turned all the kids into having like flipper hands and flipper feet horrible anyway so so the baby definitely is affected by the the hormones that are cascading out of the woman but it's fascinating to know that 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 even if she's happy they, the men being unhappy and how that affects the woman affects the baby. Fascinating. Published in the journal Development and Psychopathology, the study drew on the experiences of 438 first-time expectant mothers and fathers who were followed up at 4, 14, and 24 months after birth. Using standardized questionnaires and interviews, participating mothers and fathers reported on their symptoms of anxiety and depression in the third trimester of pregnancy and as their child grew older. At each of these interviews, parents also completed standardized questionnaires measuring the quality of the couple's relationship and the children's emotions and behavior. Go back to Professor Hughes. There has been an assumption that it's really difficult to get dads involved in research like this, but our study draws on a relatively large sample and is unique because both parents answered the same questions at every stage, which enabled us to make direct comparisons. That's the last time I'm doing the accent. This research is part of an ongoing project examining the well-being and influence of new mothers and fathers. In a link study published in the Archives of Women's Mental Health in July, the team found that fathers share in traumatic memories of birth with their partners far more than has previously been recognized. I, I think it's funny that it previously been recognized because no one ever bothered to research the father uh, after birth, you know, after postpartum stuff, or, or any psychological issues going on with the baby postpartum. They don't, you know, the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just inseminated her. I mean, you, you really don't have any say. Who, who, who really cares? So I think it's kind of funny how, like, like oh, it's, this is new, in, new information. It's always been there. You just haven't really cared. The research compared the well-being of parents in the third trimester of pregnancy with that when when their child was four months old. Okay, so what is the takeaway from this article? The, the takeaway is essentially this: we we don't want to have strife. Strife is bad for all children. If you if you go back to divorce, and you hear many times that. Children of divorce are more likely to drop out of school, more likely to do drugs, more likely to be incarcerated, more likely, you know, all the all these horrible things, right? Commit suicide and so forth. But but if you if you really break down the studies, it's strife that causes kids to, you know, exhibit this these this kind of insidious, um, aberrant behavior later in their life. So it's either the the parents divorce 
but they're still fighting, right? Parental alienation, you know, they're poisoning the kids against each other, and there's still strife. So even the kids are away from the, the parents living together, they're still under an inordinate amount of stress. Or if, if the parents don't divorce, you know, and they stay together for the kids, but they're fighting all the time. So strife is bad. So we know, you know, compared to this as well, if if the if the if the mother and father are fighting or if uh, the, they're stressed out or have prepartum depression or there's family issues or money issues, this affects the child, right? And so this study is interesting because we always know that, that, that things that affect the mother affect the child, but we never really thought about things that affect the father. And, you know, every, every man is different when it comes to them having a child. I mean, in many occasions when they're married, the man wants to have a child and he he's, he's very happy, right? And so his mental health might be good. Or maybe he accidentally knocked up somebody and he doesn't want to have this kid. But remember, men have absolutely no reproductive rights in America. Uh, if the woman, if, if a man has a one-night stand and, and impregnates a woman, and the woman's like, I want to get an abortion, and the man's like, no, let's keep the child. It's, it's part, my, part my child, right? She's like, no. And then, of course, she can go get the abortion. Or conversely, if they have a one-night stand and she gets pregnant, he's like, oh, and she says, I'm going to keep the kid. And he's like, no, I don't want you to keep the kid. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep the kid. And now you're paying child support for 18 years. So when the male birth control pill comes out, it's going to really revolutionize intersexual dynamics because right now the woman has all the power in terms of like whether or not to keep a baby or not. But I will tell you, so so like if it's a, if you hook up and you get a good woman pregnant, yeah, you are going to be stressed out. What I will tell you is this. When I had my first child, I went to a, uh, a, a meeting, like a Lamaze meeting, and they got all the men and women together, and then they divided us into groups. And so we got this like butcher paper. It's very like high school stuff. And they told the women, like, what what are you worried about? Write down things you're worried about. And then the men wrote down, and we, we had to do the same thing. Write, thing. write down things that you're worried about. And so we had to share them. And what the women wrote was, you know, I'm worried that they're not going to have my hair. They're not going to have blue eyes. Just like superficial, nonsensical stuff. But all the men, when we were in the meeting, all the men had this same answer. I don't want to kill my kid. And so men have this kind of like stress, this anxiety and stress when it comes to children because the, the babies are so tiny, right? They're so tiny, so precious. You're afraid you're going to drop the child. You're afraid you're going to, you know, SIDS, you know, the, the, the kid's going to suffocate one night or you're going to bump their head into something or, you know, you're not going to latch the car seat the right way and you're going to kill them. So I, let, I think a lot of women don't understand that men do have a lot of stress when it comes to uh, babies coming into the life. Also, you know, men do have that, that what they call sympathetic pregnancy, right? So they gain weight and, and they start losing their testosterone. Now, men, you start losing your testosterone anytime you cohabitate with a woman. You can look that, look up that study. But certainly when you, when you are, your, your woman's pregnant and you're living with her, you actually start getting a little chubbier. You release more cortisol, which is your stress hormone, which affects your testosterone. And um, you become essentially more effeminate. But I think it's, the sympathetic pregnancy can can be connected to anxiety and stress that men have. Now, not all men have that. Like I know when when uh, my ex was was pregnant, I loved pregnancy. I loved I loved her when she was pregnant. You know, and I wasn't, but I was still always like worried. You know, you're always worried: is a kid going to end up with Down syndrome, or am I going to be a bad dad? You know, all these things, and so. Uh, the stressors that a man's going through, it's, the, I, that's why I, I wanted to choose this study to discuss because I think it's something that's not really addressed. 
And I think it, you know, it needs to be addressed and discussed. So the takeaway is, you know, women who are predominant listeners of my podcast here, uh, just be kind of sensitive and be in uh, in touch with your man's emotions during the pregnancy and see how he's doing and just talk to him. I know it's, sometimes it's hard to get men to be communicative. Um, I'm pretty communicative. I, I can't stop talking, but a lot of men are like walls and they, and they don't want to talk because they don't want to reveal any vulnerability, you know, or they're just not in touch with their emotions. Men, men are men are taught not to expose vulnerability. Now, of course, you could have like the beta simp, oversensitive kind of guy, and then he's over, you know, oversensitive. But most men are taught not to express vulnerability because they know women don't like vulnerability. Women don't like when men nag or expose, you know, their 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 their, their flaws. Right? Women expect men to be strong, and you're supposed to. Men are supposed to support the woman's, you know, neediness, reactiveness, and and so forth. So it's, sometimes it's hard to extricate. Or it's, I'm sorry, it's hard to to suck out uh, the man's feelings. But try to be sensitive and just try to discuss things. You know, how are you feeling? Are you worried that you're going to hurt the baby? Da, 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 da. And just try to work on his mental health. Because as the study demonstrates, his mental health will affect your child. Your child's going to be more needy, more fussy, suffer from separation anxiety and the other things that the article mentioned. So it would behoove you to think about your men's mental health. And of course, it would behoove him to think about your mental health and see how you're doing pre-partum and certainly postpartum. And I know that with postpartum depression, you know, I, I, I've experienced that, you know, or the, the women in my life experience that. And I know that, that uh, they're coming out with a pill that's supposed to treat postpartum depression because a close person in my life is, uh, works for the pharmaceutical company that is trying to get this approved and it's close to being approved. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how this pill exactly works. And as you know, that I, I kind of look askance with anything that's big pharma related. And I doubt this drug is going to work and it's going to have side effects, but it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this drug works. So the takeaway, guys, is if you're about to have a child, women, talk to your men, men, talk to your women, and let's not have this child have any debilitating uh, psychosexual, emotional, or physical, or you know, psychological issues because you guys didn't talk stuff out prior, prior to the birth. All right, guys, as always, you know, Naturopathic Earth is the website. Go check out all the articles there. We have tons of recipes and tons of articles about holistic stuff. Support me through Patreon or PayPal me. You can find the links on the episode notes. Be generous. Buy Confessions of an Obese Child on Amazon for $2.99. My second book should be coming out in a couple of months. Also, go to the recipes on Naturopathic Earth and find the Amazon pictures. Click on that. And anything that you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, I get a 2% commission at no expense to you. I am a paleo-inspired holistic health coach, so if any of you need some one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, click on the Clarity link, and for a dollar a minute, we can chat. And of course, go check out the essential oils on Herbal Apothecary and Confessions of an Obese Child. We have a new Obese Child episode entitled, They Want You to Be Fat. <laughs> and we're just rolling out the essential oil, uh, essential oil episodes since May. We have something like 25 of those. So go check that out. And as always, please subscribe and please post a review. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. 
Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>